Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and thank you always for joining me and just really wanting to be the best version of you and taking advantage of these shows and these podcasts so that you can really affect your life. And what we find that we talked about last time is there's this great ripple effect. And the better your life goes, it affects the people around you and usually inspires them to rise to the occasion. So I thought today I might talk about this topic, and we haven't talked about this for quite a while, is this, it's boundaries with your adult children. And because of all that's gone on in our country, our world, with COVID and just all the different things that are happening politically in our country, we have a lot of kids that are moving back home, a lot of adult children that are moving back home. And we have some parents that are moving into their kids' homes. So here's what what we're going to really talk about today. It's boundaries with adult children. How do we do that? Because they're always going to be our kiddos. I mean, we can't help that. But they are adults. And so firstly, I want you to remember that the parenting days are over, so to speak. Okay, this means the old authority and responsibility is gone. And it's very important when we are, as adults, really working on that identity of who we are in later life, that we say to ourselves, this authority that I had, the responsibility I had for my kids is gone. Those days are over. And it's important that I let them continue to figure out their own adult life. Now, we will talk about boundaries when it comes to their lifestyle and if they're living with you. And you are always allowed to say, this is our house, this is my house, so if you're living in my house, here's what goes in my house. And you do have a right to have a say in what happens in your own home. So we're going to talk more about how you have that discussion if, if need be. So I do want you to think that, it, really understand that even though your authority and your responsibility is gone, it doesn't mean you're not teaching your kids until the day you die. What you are teaching them 
is what every every life stage you are in, you are teaching them how to do that stage of life. So if you have 19, 20, 21 to 23-year-olds moving back in, moving home, you're teaching them what to do with midlife. They're watching you. If you have kids that are moving home that are 35 to 45, well, then they're watching you wind down. They're watching you say, you know, my, maybe my career is done. Maybe I need to go do something I enjoy doing, find something to do with myself. Well, what if you have kids that are in their 50s, right? That's tough because they're watching how you end life. So I want you to really think about this, that if you are one of those parents that always feels responsible for your kids, which most parents do, <clears throat> excuse me, then what I want you to think about is it helps us as parents to continue to see the value of our life, that our life is valuable regardless of the age that we have. Our life means something. Because people are watching. And this is where you learn how to work on your life and ending your life well. And I don't mean before it's time. But really recognizing that we, the best thing we could do for ourselves, the biggest gift we could give to ourselves, is to not have a lot of regrets. To be able to get over things. To move forward. Move on. To forgive ourself to forgive others. So you're teaching your kids until the day you die, whether they live with you or not. You're teaching them how to live. So live well. Recognize that you are never of no consequence. Your life means something every day you are here on this planet. So choose to have it mean something even if it's what not to do. And so I know that as I work with clients, and I have lots of clients that are in their 20s, some teenagers, mostly 20s, 30s, 40s, and that, that group of people, it's a wonderful time for me to be able to say, hey, if you can, if you have the strength, if you have the discipline, if you have the wisdom to learn from me as to what not to do, your life will go much better. And the reason that's so powerful is it helps them avoid a pitfall, but it also gives me the opportunity to recognize that even my mistakes might matter. Even my mistakes might have value. So choose well. Make, make this meaningful the other advantage to adult children moving home is the ability to create new history. And this is really important. This is quite a blessing that God would give us. Because we get to be the person that we really wanted to be in their life. We get to change the tone of the relationship, the tenor. We get to change, you know, all those ways that are so rote in the way that we interact with one another, that we actually know what the other person is going to say and we're going to know, wow, that's the face they always make when I say this. And so it gives us an opportunity to know those kids that we worked so hard at raising. We get to know them as adults. 
And this is why it's so imperative that you allow yourself to create new history. You allow them to create new history. And I, I remind people, you know, one of the things for me growing up was I was always this considered this ditzy dumb blonde because I was very creative and very imaginative. and I was a performer, and I, I just loved sparkles and all kinds of things. And so it has taken me quite some time in my family of origin to help them not see me as this ditzy dumb blonde, right? And so that kind of history is able to be undone for me, and it's able, it, it allows my parent, it allows my siblings, my nieces and nephews to also see a different version. And this is what's so important as we know people over the, the course of history. So you create new history. You be the person you really wanted to be and refuse to allow them to keep you in the past. Just as they don't want you to be parenting that little kiddo that they were, that, that they originally were, you have to resist that. Well, you have to also set great boundaries that say, you know what? I have learned over time. So who I was in my 30s when I was parenting you as a little, you know, fifth grader, that's not the same me. And let me tell you something. If it is, we need to get on that too. We need to let God continue to evolve us, restore us, renew us, and help us get closer to the original design that he had in mind when he knit us together in our mother's womb. So this is imperative that even if they want you to parent them, you must resist it because it only inhibits their maturation process. It only delays it. It might give you this wonderful feeling of identity for a while and that, wow, maybe I really matter. But once it's, the, the child is over 24 years of age, the, really the parenting days are over. And we really mess up a relationship and any kind of maturation process when we try to go back in history. So you can't. You can't go back, but you can move forward. So you see, this is a time for great courage. And it can be very intimidating to deal effectively with adult children, especially because the mistakes can have much greater and long-lasting consequences in, in comparison to the mistakes that they made when they were little kiddos. So this is the time for you to be on your game and to manage yourself better and to be focusing on your life and not be derailed with over-involvement in their life. No matter how compelling it is. And you see, if you are not over 50 and you're listening to this show, this is important information for you to prepare because you can recognize that, wow, I get my kids for a short period of time. I'm going to do the best that I can. But I still have to honor the fact that no matter how great I am as a parent, they still have free will. So think about God. He's got all these kids down here, right? How do you think he feels? He's the best parent of all time. He's perfect. Did his kids turn out perfectly? Not a chance. So this is the boundary piece that says, I have to know where I end 
and that adult child begins. If I need to do any kind of reconciliation, this is the time to do it. But I am not going to take responsibility for choices that they knew better. I'm not going to take responsibility for choices even if I didn't teach them. We live in a world where there's so much information available. There's no excuse for someone to say, I didn't know that would hurt me. So this is why it's imperative that we keep looking toward the future. See, even when they were little kids, we did that. We reminded them. We said, one day you're going to be a big person. You're going to be glad I taught you how to do this. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about boundaries with adult children. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me this day. And we are talking today about boundaries and adult children. And those of you that have children that are moving back home that are of the age of adult, which means that they are at least 21 years or older, especially 24 years or older, that we're really talking about what what that really means if we have kids moving back home. And it can be wonderful, and it can be very disastrous if we're not careful. So what we were talking about in this last segment is that we need to help them be what they really need to be in their life. And we need to refuse to allow them to keep us in the past. See, just as they don't necessarily want you to be parenting that little kid that they were, you want to have the opportunity to be the parent that you want to be and know that you were learning as well. And so you cannot go back, but you can move forward. And it can be pretty intimidating to deal effectively with adult children because like most parents, oh gosh, we don't want them to abandon us. We don't want them to leave us. We don't want, oh my goodness, the fact that I, what, did I offend them and now they're not talking to me? And that's tough for us as adults when our kids won't interact with us. So it's intimidating, but this is a time to really be on your game and to really manage yourself better and focusing on your life and not being derailed with over-involvement in their life. Just as you cannot do your friend's lives, you can't do your child's life either. It is their life, and it is their life to do. So what you want to offer is a safe place to heal, get their feet back on the ground, so that they can get back into the game of life. It's still their life, and they have to live it. So they were given the gift of life and can spend it however they want. And that's tough, but this is how God feels toward us too. He gave us the gift of life, and we get to do whatever we want with it. So that applies to our kids as well. So we need to respect the fact that they may not live the way we would have hoped. We also have to give them a little more credit. We figured it out, right? If we figured it out, they can too. A lot of growing up is not necessarily rocket science. It's just showing up. So the reason lives are oftentimes complicated is not because they can't be figured out. 
It's that they want the benefits without the responsibilities. So it's many times the problem is I want all, all of the privileges without paying the price. I want all the privileges without doing the work. So it's imperative <clears throat> as you move forward appropriately, supporting an adult child coming back home, that this is an important time dealing with an adult child. And when we are dealing with an adult child that's struggling in their life, whether or not they want to move back home. See, some kids have to move back home. They don't have any other option. Whatever it is that has gone on in their life, whatever choices they have made or things that have happened to them, not things that they did to themselves, they may be struggling. And so this is a really helpful Bible verse that, to encourage you with this. And I love this one. It says, this is Proverbs 22.6. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it says, train a child in the way appropriate for him. When he, he becomes older, he will not turn from it. And so you might be thinking, well, Cynthia, you're contradicting yourself. You just got done telling us that we can't go back in the past and reparent. No, we can't. But we can remind them of the things that we raised them with and why we did it that way. We can also say to them, I have a lot of faith in you. You're still growing up. Or I have a lot of faith in you. You can redo this. You can undo it, redo it, and really accomplish it. I have a lot of faith in you. See, if you didn't, you know, think about this. God has made provision for whatever you did or didn't do as a parent. If you didn't know what to do, God did. He does know what to do. So God knew exactly who he was giving kids to. He knows he's the one and only perfect parent, and he was never expecting you to be a perfect parent. So allow this time to be a time for creating new history and giving corrective experiences. Now, what is a corrective experience? Well, I can give corrective experiences to my clients. I can give corrective experiences to my husband, to my friends. I can give a corrective experience to my mother, my siblings, my neighbors. And what a corrective experience means is that I didn't do it right the first time, the second, the third, the 80th time, but I'm going to do it right this time. So every day gives me a new day to change and to alter the future by not doing what I did in the past. That's a lot of power. So when we are offering our adult children corrective experiences, it might be things like just finally having good boundaries. It might be things like not judging what they're doing might be things like not trying to parent them because they had to move home and so now we have to fix them again. See, these are things that we can do to create new history. We can be that safe adult person that knows them very well, that has known them a long time, has good history or bad history, whatever it is. But we can be that what we call an object constant, that we are going to be the best version of ourselves, even if they're not. And so let's think about this. This is scenario number one. What if they've never been fully independent? So they've gone away to college, now they moved home while they're looking for a job. Or 
they've tried to move out after high school, but it didn't seem to make it, so they kept moving back home. Think about that. What would you do if you had that kind of a situation? They've never fully been independent. They've gone to college or they've had jobs. And they've tried moving out, but they can't seem to make it. Well, what might need to happen? Boundaries. This is where boundaries are so important. That you need to decide how long you are willing to allow an adult child to flounder in your home. You make that decision. Recognizing that God loves them far more than you could, and even if you kicked them out, even if you did it incorrectly, God has not abandoned them. And they might have a lot more wherewithal, a lot more intuitiveness, a lot more with it than we gave them credit for. So how about this one? They've been successfully independent but have a crisis or a setback, so they need to get their feet back on the ground. Maybe they were laid off from a very successful job, went through a divorce. Maybe they were seriously injured or sick. Maybe they want to go back to school because they want to find a better job or or want a new career. So this situation may warrant financial support and extensive involvement that may feel kind of regressive for that parent. This is why, again, there should be a time limit. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about adult children returning home. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me, and make sure that you check out um, your favorite podcast server. We're on most of those. And we are doing some new things, which I'm really excited about. We are revamping the website, and we are doing a lot of different things with social media. So I'm hoping that you will really enjoy some of the changes that we are making. So we are talking about this issue about boundaries in your adult children. So if you are not moving back in with your parents, or if you are a child and you are wanting to move back in with your parents, this will help you recognize what needs to be put in place for your own best interest so that you don't go back into your parents' home and regress. I want you to go back into your parents' home if you need to have a time to regroup. And I want you to be able to take advantage of that. But I don't want you to go back into their home and just regress back to a teenager. That will cause you to feel worse than you ever have about yourself. It'll cause you to feel worse than you did when you needed to move back in. So let's look at this scenario number three. What if one of your adult children has a mental illness? addictions, maybe they have legal problems, um, as well as struggling with maybe varying degrees of immaturity. Well, this may require some intervention, and it always requires strict boundaries with appropriate consequences. This situation usually feels much more parental than the other two scenarios we talked about. 
So I would recommend if you've got this situation that you get an, uh, a therapist involved that will help you to have realistic expectations on yourself on this adult child that will help you set up a timeline that says I need to see these types of things accomplished in this period of time so that they're not moving home acting as if it's a vacation because most adult kids that have to move back home it is really a big setback and it's painful and hard for them even if they don't admit it so we want to make sure that we're addressing these different types of things because each scenario has differing degrees of intervention, boundaries, involvement, and timelines. But the issue will always revolve around boundaries. Boundaries will always be paramount. And remember the shows that we've done on boundaries. Boundaries, this easiest way to think about it is, this is where I end and you begin. Or think of it as a lane line on the highway. The boundary is really, I mean, some of them have dotted lines, right? So we can cross the boundary and get back into our lane. And so boundaries are permeable. They're not a wall. So if you think about driving on the highway or driving on a city street, the sidewalk is like a wall. You could really ruin your car and get into a bad accident if you hit that curb. But the lane lines, they allow you to know where to stay. And if you stay in your lane line, you'll probably get to work really safely. If you change lanes without thinking, you might get in an accident. So this is where we want to think about boundaries as being like lane lines. They can be moved. They can be adjusted. They can be crossed over. But we need to know what lane we are primarily in. So for adults... We need to understand the lane we're in and that we don't keep crossing into that other lane, hoping we can teach them how to drive better, right? Once a person is on the road driving, they need to figure it out. So this is imperative. So if we have this kid that's moving back home because he's been, you know, not really ever fully independent, he's gone away to college, now he's coming back, he's looking for a job, they tried to move out but didn't seem to make it. I want you to first and foremost remind yourself you did your job. You raised your kids, sent them off to college or to a job or whatever it was. And they had four glorious years away from home and finally graduated from college. So this is why it's so important. You might have gotten used to having an empty house. And maybe you're enjoying time with your spouse. And now you have to turn your what? craft room or whatever, your TV room or workout room, into a bedroom and rearrange your life for this adult child. So these days, this scenario is happening more often than not, and we have unemployment rates that are rising. So we have to understand what it means to have an adult child that is actually prepared to launch and has a failure to launch, or they launched and crashed and burned. So we're needing to relaunch them. <clears throat> so think about this in terms of the age, the capacity of that child, the level of education, what experiences that they have had. And we want to make sure that we don't make this home that they are moving back into so comfortable that they choose not to ever leave. 
So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about how to manage this idea of boundaries with your adult children. Good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. We're talking about boundaries with adult children. And if you are an adult child that has had to move back into your parents' home, this will be very helpful and very enlightening for you as well. So think about this. We have this this scenario of an adult child that moves back home. Now, this is the kid that was prepared to launch and for whatever reason, failed to launch or launched and crashed and burned. So they've moved back. So this is happening more often than not. And what what is some of the major shifts in your lifestyle? Well, you're going to have a decrease in privacy. You might find that you're cleaning up after someone else. You're feeding and cooking for another person. And you maybe are wondering, when are they going to move out? But maybe you're afraid to directly address the issue. Maybe you're recognizing some unhealthiness in you because you don't want them to move out ever, and you want to try to keep them there. So this may cause disagreements more than you usually have with your spouse or with this adult kid. So this is going to cause some emotional, financial, and probably even physical strain. So what can you do about this? Well, number one, again, setting boundaries. It's important you do this from the beginning. If you have an adult child moving home, you and your husband, you and your partner, or just you, if you're the only one, you need to figure out what you are willing to tolerate and what you are not, and what you will do if they press and break through that tolerance. So it could be that hey, there's not going to be any drinking in my house. It could be that there are certain things that aren't going to be watched on the television or on, you know, whatever. There could be that music is has to be turned down. could be that you need to be home by 1 o'clock in the morning because I don't want to wake up at 4 o'clock and you're not there and I have no idea where you are. So that's imperative that you think about what is going to make me be able to be the best version of me. So what boundaries do I need to put in place so that I can tolerate this change. And this is what I want you to think about. Make it hard work for them. Don't make this easy. Now, if they've had a crushing blow, a huge, big um, mistake or failure, then yeah, the first week, the first two weeks, maybe you're kind of having lots of compassion, you're nurturing them some. But if this is going to be a stay for three to six to nine months to a year, Please make it hard on them. See, you should expect your child to take care of his own needs, like doing his own laundry, cleaning up his room, cleaning up the bathroom, cooking his own meals. And this is what is important, that if if this young man has moved back home, he has to learn how to take care of himself because he can't live there for the rest of his life. And it's, it's reasonable to expect him or her to do the same. So think about it. If you take care of everything for this child, what incentive is there for them to move out on their own? I want you to charge rent. Very important. 
that they value what you are doing for them. Now, you don't have to charge them an exorbitant amount, but it has to affect them. It has to hurt a little bit. Now, if they don't have a job, then be creative. Say, here's what you do, and if you can't pay rent, you're responsible for making sure that the lawn is mowed every week. You clean the pool. Um, it, you, you can say you're, you're responsible for cooking. Whatever the thing may be that causes them to recognize that there's a price to pay when you are living in someone's home. And I want you to demand progress. It is fair to expect these kids to be applying for jobs, going on interviews on a regular basis. It's important that they get a job because they need to eventually move out. Ask them even maybe to keep a weekly log of employment contacts so that you can have an idea of what they're doing. And you can say to them, this isn't you checking, me checking on you. This is you being accountable and responsible. It also allows me to know what to pray for. It, it allows me to know how I can cheer you on. And finally, we know that stress is inevitable. <clears throat> and this can be really tough. So you have to make sure that you have time to talk it out. So if you have a partner that you're living with and it's your child, not theirs, it's really important that you discuss what is working and what isn't and that you problem solve together and decide on a course of action that's best to meet your needs because this is your primary home. So this helps to reduce the already built-up tension, and this helps to have some quality time. So let's look at this second scenario. This is the one where the child has been successfully independent but had a huge crisis. Uh, like we have a lot of things that happened over the last 10 years where we had big layoffs, we had companies failing. And so we have kids that are having a really hard time figuring out what to do for a job. And so this is tough. What if they went through a divorce or they were, you know, seriously injured? Maybe they want to go back to school. So, so if they are wanting to move home to, re, to get their bearings then there are some things that we need to do. So we want to help these kids. We want to say, there's one thing we want you to understand. You're not alone. That you are not alone. We are here for you. We won't do it for you, but we are here for you. And we are offering you this opportunity to get your bearings, to reorganize, to get back out there, and so this is why it's tough to do. So you want to start discussing these terms. So if your daughter's moving back in, you want to have a family powwow. Well, what happens if you have an adult child moving back in and there are actually younger kids in the house? You'll have to have a family meeting to say, what are the expectations? What are we expecting? And a lot of it comes down to courtesy. So I say to a lot of people, you know, you can have, you know, one through 10 expectations and delineate them out. Or you can even say, you know, what if we all just practiced courtesy and kindness and deference and recognize that we affect one another? And so we don't want to come in here and act like it's our own place. We are, these kids are in there temporarily. And they need to be functioning as if it's temporarily. And they need to be very thankful and very grateful. 
So this may be really important that you don't be afraid to ask questions during the course of these types of conversations. Be frank and straightforward. You don't have to be brutal. But you want to say to this kid, how long are you envisioning this, right? And are you able to pay us some type of rent, even if it's only $100? It means something. It gives them back some self-respect, whether they believe it or not. How are you wanting them to contribute? What are you expecting them to do in terms of chores? So don't be afraid to ask these questions. And realize that some of the situations are going to be far more complicated. So you might not mention a lot of specific problems or concerns. Maybe we don't know exactly what they're going to be facing. But common sense suggests that you shouldn't enable a grown child who's merely looking to avoid adult responsibilities. And this is one of the most painful things. That there, and I have to tell you this truth. There are some kids that just have to learn hard. Some kids don't have to learn hard. But if you have a kid that has to learn hard, then you will impede that growth and development and cause more harm by protecting them from it. So when we have things like addictions and mental health issues, it's important that that child, while they are in your home, is committed to becoming healthy. That the reason you're allowing them to stay in the home is so they have time to get healthy. That means they have to address whatever issues are getting in the way of them being an adult and having their own adult life. So they may need to see a therapist. They may need to go to the doctor. They may need some bigger intervention like treatment. And so you have to be willing to talk about this, hold them accountable for it, and recognize. And I, uh, this, this next thing is tough to talk about because I have had many clients where I have been shocked at how much heartache they can experience and how many hard knocks they can experience and not change. So you have to know your kid. You have to recognize some of our kids are super sensitive. We barely have to look at them sideways and they'll change. Then we have some kids that are impervious to change, right? And no matter what consequences occur, they seem to bounce back and do it again and again and don't seem to learn. So you need to make sure you're understanding the kid that you're contending with. And we don't want to let them be too comfortable. This is not the mom-and-pop hotel, right? So the seriousness of getting on with your life, moving on and moving out, is very important. So make sure that even if they are not seemingly making good choices, if they're making a choice, that's important. That's imperative. So remind them that, you know, well, maybe we don't agree with it, but I'm glad you made a decision. I'm glad you're doing something. Try it out and see if it works. If you like it, keep doing it. If it doesn't work, find something new. And make that really important for them to be learning that kind of thinking. Try not to give too much advice, you know, unless it's really asked for. And remember that communication is really the key. So set up regular times to discuss things. You can say, if you live in this house, 
you need to understand that every Saturday morning we're going to meet and talk about how the week went, what our gripes are, what you're unhappy with, what you like, what we like. doesn't have to be three hours. If people come prepared, it can be 20 minutes. But you have to be touching base. And I would really recommend that you pray for your kids as well. And if you're not comfortable, pray silently for them. Whatever you need to do to know that you are not the only thing that is watching over them. And practice grace. Three or more adults living in one house is a challenge, whether you're related or not. So make sure you give each other some space and some deference, some understanding. And that we don't get totally locked and snagged on one moment. So make sure that if you have kids with mental illness, addictions, these types of things, that you really look into Christian psychotherapy, any of the programs, any of the treatment centers, because even if the treatment centers aren't great, and that, that is true for many of them, unfortunately, it's a lot to try to contend with. It's better than nothing. It really is. Because at least, even if they have a bad experience at a treatment center, that's at least some good information for them about where their life is leading them. And this is very important, that as we are creating boundaries with adult children, that we respect them and expect the best from them, and that we continuously remind them that we believe in them. We have a lot of faith in them. And try to use the sandwich approach. Say the positive thing about them, then slip the negative in, and then end with a positive note. So that can be as simple as, you know, I so enjoy having you here. And I think you might need to step up your game a little. And I do see you working on it, though. So thank you. It can be that simple. So we need to be thoughtful as to how we're assisting our adult children without enabling them. Thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure that you share this um, with your friends. And if you have adult children, let them listen to it. So God bless you and have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. Be-